What is the biggest problem affecting your PDR business? What is the one thing holding you back from taking the next step? What do you need to change to get the business growth you want? All these questions have the same answer. It's your mindset. My name is Corey Kleinfeld, and this is the PDR Coach Podcast, where I coach you on mindset around yourself and your PDR business. Now let's get started. Welcome back to the PDR Coach Podcast. Today on the podcast, we have Andy Patrick. Andy runs a PDR business out of Dixon, Tennessee. And for those of us that don't know where that is, because I don't, it's near Nashville. I've just found out. Uh, I know Andy through being in a PDR mastermind group together, and I've seen him grow over the last year. He's grown his business very quickly over the last several years and is now hiring technicians to work for him. Today, we hear about how he found his success Thanks for coming on the show, Andy. What's up, dude? What's up, man? Uh, thanks for having me on. I'm pumped. Yeah, I'm excited. Um, we've known each we never really known each other personally. Met through the group. Um, have talked a couple times over the last year. Um, met in person at some events, and um, I love seeing mostly from afar what you're doing with your business. It's really cool to see you take all these things that you learn and imp- like really actually implement them into your business and see these big leaps you know, going forward. And and you're very humble about it. And you say, like, I hear a lot of you, like, I don't know how it's happening. And I'm like, I know how it's happening. Cause you keep doing <laughs> all the things that you say you're going to do, you know? Um, so welcome to the show. I got all, I always ask this cause I'm always just super curious. How did you find paintless dent repair? This weird little niche. So back in 03, my cousin worked for a company, a little company uh, called Dent Wizard. He was a sales manager called me up. I was currently looking for a job and he's like, Hey, we can get you on. So I packed up, went to St. Louis for training and here I am. Uh, I worked for him from 03 to 05 and came back in 2012. And, uh, three years ago, I just decided it was time to kind of spread my wings a little bit more and do my own thing. So, so this happens a lot and then I have to like stop people. So it's very rare that someone calls you and they're like, Hey, come do this. And you're like, okay, sure. Let's go. I mean, is that really what happened? Or were you, did you have a job? Did you like, how hard of a decision was that to be like, what is Pete never heard of this? Like, you're just going to pop dents out. Right. Like, well, how did that, how did you decide to actually do that? Well, I was 21 years old and I had like a dead end job. So it wasn't nothing. like, fuck it. Yeah. Yeah. Full, full send. <laughs> yeah. Full send. There we go. You're like, all right, how much can I make? All right. More than, more than 20. Let's go. I was happy to get paid 2000 a month just for training. I'm like, Good to go. I'm 21 years old. I'll take that. I think I came back home with less money than I went with. <laughs> Partied it up. Yeah. While you were there, you're like, I'm getting paid to train. Come on. I don't even have to oh, actually yeah. provide any value. Let's go. <laughs> so you said, oh, so oh three to oh five, mm-hmm. you worked for him or worked, worked for, for him? Yeah. They, uh, they sent me down to Memphis, Tennessee on a route. And then I came back and worked at the auction for about the last year. And then the auction was just kind of saturated. I think there was eight to 10 of us there and there was enough work for about two people. Oh, wow. And I'm the new guy. So I'm like not making any money. So I was like, I got to do something else. So I just kind of came back home and got into factory work and stuff back to them dead end jobs. You know, oh, to okay. I missed them. that. You left dent repair, the industry. Mm-hmm. All together. Oh, three to Oh five. They were like training a bunch of people and they're like, where should we put Andy? They're like, I don't know. Put him at the auction. They mm-hmm. already have triple the amount of people, but fuck it. He'll be fine. Yeah. And there's some great techs there. Like there, there was no competing with them as a new tech. So yeah, yeah kind of hard. So interesting. So you quit, went back to the, what you're calling dead end jobs. Um, until three years ago, you decided to start your own PDR business. 
until 2012. 2012, then when you're coming oh. back, I was working in a factory. I think I was making like nine fifty an hour. They're like, hey, you want to try it again? But like, yeah, let's do it. <laughs> so wow. full send again. And uh, went in. They thought they were going to send me back for training. But I went to CarMax, fixed the fender, body line dent. They're like, no, you're good. Just keep rolling. So it is like riding a bicycle. I can. It really, yeah. You can take <laughs> can many, like seven years off and you can come back and actually do PDR. I did not know that, dude. That's, a fa- that's fascinating. There are very few people that quit the industry and come back to work there. I'm one of them. I don't know. You've probably heard that in my podcast. And if right. I haven't, I, I did that for different reasons. Um, but yeah, I left and then ended up coming back and you, it is like riding a bike. It took a week or two, but I'm like, yeah, I get this. Right. It's back. Like the, you know, I was sore though oh, yeah. <laughs> all, all over yeah. again, but in different ways, but that, okay. So that's fascinating. So you go back to Denton was in 2012. They give you another shot this time. You actually make money. Oh yeah. Yeah. I was yeah. working, uh, started out at CarMax. That was a good gig. And then the particular CarMax I was working at went in-house. Yeah. So it fell off. They all there. do. They all oh do. Yeah. yeah. So I went to the BMW dealership. They were doing real great. And then, uh, some things just fell apart there. They was trying to do implement stuff that wasn't helping us at all. So I, uh, just got to a point. I was like, man, this is not working out for me. Like I got to do something else. So went so- in on my own and like, the small town I live in, there's there wasn't really any competition. So it's like, why don't I just build shop here and see what I can do? So why why do you why did you start thinking that? Why did you start thinking I got I have to go on my own? Because you weren't making money at Dent Wizard, or is like just something you felt like you had to do just for yourself, or what? A little bit of both. Like I wasn't making as much as I should be in my mind, mm-hmm. and then just the, the mental. I don't know, something mental about it. Like I was getting beat up every day, just miserable. Like, why am I doing this? And you start to second guess myself again. It's like, maybe I should just try to, you know, go out on my own. And I did it. So the first, so the first time you left, there was no option to go out on your own. That didn't even cross your mind. No, I think I went back to the factory jobs. Yeah. I was too new then. And, you know, back in 05, there wasn't social media and stuff to see. You couldn't really connect with a lot of people to see how easy it was to go out on your own. Yeah. Sure. This time it definitely made it a lot easier having good people in my corner to kind of help me through the situation. Yeah, absolutely. So, okay. So you start having this idea. I should go out of my own. Did you, cause a lot of people are in this situation, whether they work for dent wizard or they're working at a body shop or a detail place or a dealership as a mechanic. And they have some, some PDR skill, um, whether they've been to training and practice on the side or whatever, how do you go about doing that? That's a, that's a difficult thing. Starting a business, obviously right. from scratch, it's a scary thing. How do you go about doing that? What are the first steps? Did you did you start your business a little bit before you left Dent Wizard, or did you? Oh yeah, you're just you're just a full send guy. You're just like I'm out. I'm gonna go. <laughs> <laughs> no, I actually started getting like a couple of you know landing a couple of body shops in my little yeah. town and stuff, and they were getting to the point. I'm like, dude, I'm staying busier here than I am like on my mm-hmm. route with Dent Wizard. Like, what am I doing? Like, just imagine if I had that extra time. I'm not using you know utilizing and just grow it bigger. Yeah, see, I I love, I love that idea of kind of. Um, starting that business on the side as like, I guess you could call it a side hustle, even though it's the same industry, but if you're at right. a deal, the guys at body shops or um, dealerships or whatever, doing this stuff on the side during a lunch break, after you get off work at three 30 on Saturdays and kind of trying to build a little something before you go all out into it. And that's kind of the path you took. Oh yeah. I was working many late nights, just, yeah. you know, trying to take care of my side, side hustle per se. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, it just worked out. And I actually, I think I heard Dave Shalott on one of the uh, podcasts 
and, you know, he was an excellent wizard guy. And I just reached out to him and me and him had a long conversation one day and that helped me a lot more just to move on. So I, I thank the world for Dave Schlott being, and, you know, yeah. coming in at the right time and stuff. It was great. That's, so. that's awesome. How those people play the, play those parts. And that that's true. I think there's, there's a lot of people, everybody that I know, everybody in the, in the mastermind group were part of Dave's in there as well many, many other people that if you message them on Facebook or Instagram or reach out to them or whatever, they're more than happy to have a conversation with you about how to start a business or, or if you should, or, or just talk about the industry in general, you you think that too. And, and I think people don't take advantage of that enough that all the, all, most people in this industry are still very, very accessible and very willing to help out. Cause we all have a passion for this industry and all love it. And we do want to see it grow and continue to get better, Mm -hmm. you know? And I think it's your head trash. Like it might be a pride thing to not reach out to them people. You, you don't think you should be having to ask anybody, but you got to eat your pride. Like there's so many people willing to help. You've got to take full advantage of that every chance you get. That that's a, that's actually an interesting thing to say there. So you, did you ever feel like that? No, not no. at all. I'm an open book. Like I'm, yeah. I'm totally okay with asking somebody for help or whatever. Like that, that doesn't faze me, but I know a lot of people have that pride. in them. I think you're can. right. I think you're right about that, that there's a lot of people that, won't ask for help because they think like oh i should already know this stuff and if i ask it makes me look stupid is that Mm -hmm. you think that that is where they land there yeah i think so fast even with uh even with tucker my new hire like he started on his own i was reaching out to him like dude if you need help holler at me like i'm more than happy to help and he was i don't think it was probably him i think he was more afraid that he was like taking my time and messing me up and i'm like no not at all just come on with it like i'm Mm -hmm. happy to help so that ended up working out in my favor. Like I got a great employee now. Cause was he in your area? Yes. Yeah. yeah okay. He was, uh, and he was going to be doing wholesale, which I'm, you know, retail now. So I was not was really, really competition, concerned. but, but an opportunity for you more. So that's the way you saw it though. That's like the different type of mindset. Cause some people can see these new guys. He was, he was trained at a school, came out and was going to try to make a go in your area. And you could have been like, screw this guy. I'm put him out of business or, potentially try to help him maybe now and now he actually works for you as a w2 employee right uh he's uh still a 1099 employee okay, but yeah employee. he's working for me now. yeah so. essentially essentially as much as much as he can yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's awesome um how did you so you 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 went to dent wizard left went back into that um dead-end job mindset and i really think that this is something that is bigger than the pr industry and and an issue that a lot of people have in our country in a mindset is that how did you break out of that part of it starting a business you need to have um and a successful business like you have an abundance mindset you need to be able to see into the future you need to be able to work your ass off and 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 take some risks that seems so far away from someone making nine fifty an hour. Right. How, how, how do you, someone that's listening to this, cause I have a lot of people that aren't in the PDR industry that listen to this, that are working those types of jobs that are like, I guess I'll just do this for the rest of my life. How do you start to get out of that mindset and into like, I can probably actually start a business and be successful. Cause that's a far, that's a far cry. Most definitely. And I, I don't know the mindset I had working in the factories. Like I was constantly moving up in the factories. Like I had just worked my ass off. Like um, I was working a metal stamping press and ended up being a team leader. They wanted me to be a supervisor. And I couldn't, I'm not getting paid salary to work, you know, 500 hours a week. <laughs> <laughs> I was the highest uh, hourly employee I could be is what I went with. 
I still always had that mindset, but uh, I don't know. I had a brain fart there. Just no, uh, like how do you transition from? So you you said you were saying you're always trying to climb in that in that area at least, mm-hmm. and so it wasn't that much of a transition for you to go out onto your own. Not at all. It's just all about hustle. Like yeah. if you, I knew I could hustle. I'm just, I was working seven days a week, twelve hour shifts. Like if I could put that into something that's a lot more lucrative, then it should be a no brainer. It's all about the hustle. You were seven days a week for 12 hours a day? Oh, yeah. I worked three months straight without a day off, 12-hour shift. Damn. Harder worker than me, dude. <laughs> Good <laughs> for you. I had, I had to be. I wasn't making shit. So yeah, you make 10 bucks an hour. You got to hustle. Damn, that's so crazy. I'm like, if, if I could do if I had that effort in that shop or at that, you know, press shop or whatever, what could I do on my own? Or even working back for Denwizard, what can I do as long as I'm hustling? that's a question to ask yourself, right? That's a question that you can, that you need to ask yourself if I, Hey, if I'm hustling this hard, doing this other dead end type of job, what could I, what could I accomplish if I did something on my own? Right. right. And that, that's probably a good question to ask yourself because you, that's going to start giving you some pretty cool answers. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So you're, you go out on your own, you got a couple body shops or you got a couple body shops and now you're asking yourself, you're asking yourself like, Hey, or I'm, I'm doing just almost just as much money working these few body shops, whatever minimal hours a week versus what I am at doing dent wizard. Now I got to make the change or now I got to make the transition. How was that? How was leaving dent wizard? Was it a difficult decision for you? Was it hard to quit? How'd you feel afterwards? It was kind of hard to quit. Cause I had a lot of relationships with like corporate dent wizard and you know, technicians and stuff. I didn't want them to be mad at me. I left on good terms. I put my two weeks notice in. Caught the flu during my two weeks notice and still finished out because I was like, I'm not going to be that guy. You know what I mean? Nice. So I left on great terms. <clears throat> Guys, I'm sick. I can't finish. <laughs> <laughs> I'd go in and be like, anything y'all got to have to have done today. Like, let me get it. And then I'm going home. But, yeah, yeah. you know, make sure they recovered and stuff. Left on good terms. So, Where does that, just, where does that come from? The, the, the resilience and work ethic. Do you have a, a, a idea of where that came from? family uh, my, parents my dad grandparents like they always my dad's busted his ass for years he was a body man and then now he's doing construction but he's always worked his ass off my grandfather you know just watching them growing up and he made me get a job like i damn near had a full-time job at 14 in the summer so <laughs> like he made me get a job right off the rip he's like nope you can do it on your you're like you got this like, okay cool <laughs> that's interesting so um that seems that's probably somewhat I don't know. I can, I can picture it both ways. That that seems to be a common thing theme in those, that area of the country, right? They're like really oh, yeah. hardworking individuals, um, construction, body work, plants, automotive facility, like the, all those, like we don't see that. There's not a lot of that in California. It's a little different, right? There's like a lot of like the plants and the, and the, the manufacturers and stuff in, in Tennessee and, and surrounding areas. Yeah. Is that, mentality that like crazy hard work ethic mentality can that be detrimental sometimes do you do you think i think so you got to learn how to tame it like you obviously having a family and stuff you got to have that time for your family i don't care how hard you want to work you need to be home and enjoy that family time you only get Mm -hmm. one life to get you know make it worth your while with your family they always come first yeah 100 percent. but i think like i i think because my dad was kind of this my dad started dent pro in 1991 and was just the work guy like he would work 
he started the business. He would, I mean, he was probably working 12 hours a day, seven days a week too, to start Dempro in 91 um, because it was nothing. Um, and continue to this day, just work is the only solution to the problem. But I don't necessarily think that's always true. Cause I think that whole work harder, not work smarter, not harder thing can come into play. But I think when, when grinding and hustle is the only mode that you have, it can be detrimental sometimes to, um, even, even think that it's okay to, to go online and do the marketing or to hire somebody to work for you or to have somebody handle your phones and things like that. Did you ever experience any of that struggle at all doing that? Or you're like, I just got to work. Nah, yeah. Pretty much just put my head down and work. Yeah. But now you're hiring people and stuff. Has that ever been an issue for you? Like now someone else is working for me or having a CRM system work for you. Has that ever been an issue? Because it, because it's not work. My, my dad has experienced that problem where he's like, you just, you, you word of mouth, you get customers, you fix customers. If, if you work till 7 PM at night, that is what it is. There's no oh, reason yeah. to make it efficient. Yeah. I would much rather like, I need to be pushing metal to make money. Like, so the CRM does get in my way. Yeah. Helping Tucker gets in my way, but I got to, you know, I've had to change my outlook on that and just kind of slow myself down. Mm-hmm. And Amanda, my wife, is taking over the CRM for me, like answering phone calls and stuff. And that is a humongous help. Like not having to deal with that stress, I'm, I feel much more free to get done with whatever I need to and actually make the money. Totally. So so let's go back to when you, you left Dent Wizard. You started, it's Dapper Dent Repair, right? I don't think That's I said it. that in the beginning. Dapper Dent Repair, you got a couple body shops, maybe a dealership or two. Um, how do you start building a successful PDR company? What do you do? You left Dent Wizard. You got the flu. <laughs> now you got to start your own business. What do you do day one when there's no work out there to go fix? Uh, you go look for look for work like it's a full time job. You go hit the streets, try to land whatever you can. And I happen to get lucky. Like we had a hail hailstorm my pretty much my first year in, so it just worked out to where that that got me going right there. Like mm-hmm. it was all in. So and then by the time the hailstorm was over, got in the twenty group. That was about the hailstorm was about ending and the 20 group was starting and that just opened my eyes to so much I could be doing on like social media mm-hmm. marketing and all that. And that's helped out a ton. Like I'm getting retail calls left and right now that I used to not get. So. Yeah. And that, see that, that's the thing that I think when I, when I observe what you do through the 20 group and, you know, mostly from like your, your social media and I see what's going on, you're able to, you see the opportunities and then you, it seems like for me that you, you grasp onto them and you do it and you implement them. You take action on them. You have to, there's, yeah. there's too many smart people like in our 20 group percent, there's too many smart people telling you to do the right thing and you can't pass up on that opportunity. You got to take full advantage of. Right. But most people do. You understand that though, right? Oh, most yeah. people yeah. don't join a mastermind group. Most people don't, most people hear what I say on a podcast or about a CRM or about a social media or about SEO marketing and all that. And they don't do anything. Right. Why? Yeah, you, Why? I don't know. What's That's not thought? my mindset. It's What's your thought, to, man? <laughs> That's kind of hard something. to say because it's, uh, it's a good question. Like, I'm, I'm not sure why you wouldn't implement the stuff that you're able to get a hold of, especially nowadays, you know, nowadays you can get so much information. The hardest part is putting it to work. But once you do it, it's, like night and day, like you see a change almost immediately. It's like, why wouldn't you, you, you got to step out on limbs and take that shot at what people's telling you to do. Cause most of these people have experienced it and done it. So why aren't you doing it? Like it's obviously worked for them. You 
they're listening to you on a podcast and stuff's working for you. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I think it's like a fear, a fear of, I don't know exactly what it is to be perfectly honest with you because I, I, and it's an interesting, it's an interesting thing, but like, I know that you can't buy everything that people are selling. I understand that. Um, but when you in this specific niche of an industry and someone has a solution for you, and it costs a little bit of money, whether it, I mean, it can be, it can range from anything, whether it's going to MTE, attending a dream expo, joining a group, uh, having somebody help you with marketing, the list goes on and on and on. Right. Right. And a lot of people aren't doing any of those things. Um, it seems so obvious to you, but sometimes, and to me too, but sometimes the obvious things aren't obvious to other people. So if you could think about yourself in that situation right now, why, why does it sound so attractive? Is it, is it the fact that people aren't humble enough that if they do sign up with somebody and say, Hey, can you help me with this? They have to admit that they don't understand it. That's a good that's possibility. Either that or they're not comfortable, like with the mark, <clears throat> with the marketing and stuff, like that's not their niche. So they don't want to sign up for something and have to be in that situation to where they're at, you know, out of their comfort zone, maybe out. I, I mean, that's, yeah, I don't really know. Yeah, but you seem pretty comfortable being outside your comfort zone. You, I mean, the way I see you, like you're like, yeah, let's do this. I don't fully understand it. I want to figure it out. Like you <laughs> said, the full send thing. Like you're gonna hit the jump and be like, I'll figure out how to land it on the other end of it. <laughs> it's got me pretty far so far. Is that your, is that, it's it's getting, been me in the ass before too. Yeah, I mean, that's not act like they're all been with. How so? Yeah. How so? I just, I don't know. Uh, trusting people, I probably shouldn't. You know, and getting burned on that stuff like that i mean it, it will but the wins have been more than the loss so why not keep going with it and keep pushing it but that's a real thing too though people are like oh i tried this one marketing guy or i signed up for this one program or i bought this one video series or whatever and they burned me so now everybody else is going to burn me you got to, you just got to do your research yeah <clears throat> that's what i'm a firm believer in and I said with the 20 group, when Gene Fetty called me and that's when I want to be in the 20 group, I was like, holy shit. You know what I mean? Like, Gene Fetty is calling me right now. Like, yeah, <laughs> I, I am in. No questions asked. Let's get it. <laughs> so, so, okay. So talk, talk, about, like, talk about the 20 group if you want, what it's done for you, how, how it's helped, uh, why Gene called you, um, why you signed up without even thinking about, thinking about it at all. Talk about that for a little bit. Because it was Gene Mother freaking Fetty. Gene Mother freaking Fetty. That's it? <laughs> no, no, it's just... Uh, but Okay, well, to, to combat that, Gene Fetty called people, a lot of people that did, didn't sign up, right. is my assumption. I don't know his list of people that he called, but I am fairly confident he called some people that said no. I'm sure if he made it all the way to the bottom of the list where I was at, then yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. See, this is, the, this is the humility thing, though, that you like have this like way of... of keep like being so humble on that type of stuff that you're you you will accept other people's advice and other people's ability to help you move forward but you are really good at what you do and you're really good at making decisions and you're really good at running a business right oh yeah i think so yes sir okay so interesting but anyway so gene fetty you were the number 80 on the list and he called you. <laughs> yeah, he was actually, I think he did a, one of the PDR marketing minute uh, podcasts he was doing. I seen, or he said something about something coming out and I just emailed him. I was like, what you got? Like, I'm definitely interested. Been loving PDR marketing minute. Learned a lot mm-hmm. off of that. PDR college learned a lot off of. So mm-hmm. like, I'm definitely interested. And he called me while we was pushing hell one day. I was like, 
drop everything I'm doing. Gene Fetty is calling right Gene now. Fetty is giving a <laughs> clinic. So yeah, he uh, he said he was going to make me like, I'm sure you got the same phone call. He's like, you're going to have to sell me to get out of this group. <laughs> like you're going to have to tell me that you give me a reason that I'm like, okay, you don't need to be in this group. And I, obviously I couldn't, yeah. I definitely needed it at the time. Yeah. So what is, so it's been a year, actually over mm-hmm. a year. When did we About join? Half, April, mm-hmm. maybe? April, roughly somewhere in that area. COVID messed things up a little bit, um, just like it had most things. So um, we're about a year in now. What is, what is a group like that? Just let's just say maybe not even, we don't have to talk about specifically the PDR 20 group, but this is, this is uh, we're both in that. Mm -hmm. What has it done for you? A a mastermind group of, of, of techs in your same industry. It's a, helped with my marketing like i didn't have a clue about marketing we were doing some photos and stuff like that but now we're getting more into videos and stuff we got jack bucknell in there you know helping lead the way on that the social media mm-hmm. uh crm was huge like so that's if anybody that does retail don't have a crm you you're missing out yeah. it will take a lot of headache off of you 100 percent. and andy and, and i both use different people to help with our crm so but we both agreed i don't even care who it is or if you want to, I guess if you want to try to do it on your own, mm-hmm. go ahead, but <laughs> no, don't, no, no. don't, <laughs> it's a, it's a learning curve for sure. Um, and, and it's just a robust system, most of them. So paring it down to just what we need is, is a whole, is a whole, um, job in itself. But, but anyways, yeah, using a CRM system to organize and, and, and communicate with customers mm-hmm. is a big deal. Oh yeah. It's helped me with, uh insurance work i used to just try to do customer pay cars because i didn't want to deal with insurance you know you get that fear of like oh i'm gonna do something wrong or this for hail not hail like the hail i was running through body shops and stuff so that wasn't kind of me now i'm retail customers i try to push them towards you know insurance if i can because you're obviously going to make more money on it so i've just had to get and that was a you know a mind mess up for me like i didn't want to i'm scared to mess with insurance and all that yeah, but just the twenty groups, you know, supported me enough to mm. help me get over that hump. And now I'm like, yeah, insurance. Let's do insurance. Let's do insurance. And it's working out. I got a twelve hundred dollar fender from Allstate approved coming in Thursday. I never thought I'd get. You know what I mean? It's crazy. Yeah, and you probably want to have to mm-hmm. be perfect. Yeah. yeah, never thought you would have, but you probably wouldn't have because a lot of customers aren't going to pay twelve hundred bucks, but they will pay two fifty or five hundred, whatever their deductible is, because they're used to that. They've when they signed up for insurance, they were prepared at any point to spend five hundred dollars on the car. But twelve hundred right. and five hundred are two different numbers, two pretty significantly different numbers. <laughs> yeah, exactly. For for most customers, I mean, including myself, I those are I'd way rather pay you know five hundred bucks instead of twelve. That's a big difference. Um, so those are the kind of things that's interesting, like putting yourself around people. Um, putting yourself in an environment that promotes growth and promotes pushing you outside your comfort zone and promote, I mean, just being able to call somebody and ask them, Hey, how do you, how do you do this? Because, Hey, I've seen that you do work through insurance companies. How do you do it? And being able to pick up the phone and call that person and have them spend time with you because you're in a mastermind group with them. Um, I see these things as investments and that, that might be part of it too. Going back to a question I asked earlier, like why people are have a hard time spending money on these things. I think a lot of people consider them um, costs, you know, but I, I don't see them that way for the most part. I see them as investments because the amount of money you'll make on the back end out of that off, off of joining a group like that or hiring a coach or going to uh, an MTE or a seminar or something, the amount of money you make on the back end is way higher. Oh yeah. And yeah. I'm a firm believer in it takes money to make money. You're, I mean- 
got the just like PDR tools. Like I know you're. I've heard you talk about like you still got your older tools and stuff. I'm a, <laughs> I'm a, I'm a tool whore, man. If it looks like it's going to make my life easier, let's get it. And yeah, I don't for hesitate sure. about it. So, I mean, you just it takes money to make money. It literally does. You got to be willing to invest in yourself to make grow something bigger. Yeah. I'll clarify that because I've gotten a lot of shit over that of the last <laughs> seven. I I think that especially when you're building a business, I think that people to put too much emphasis on tools instead of on building their business. I could see that. That's, that's my issue is that if you have like for, in my, in my opinion, if you have enough tools and that's a nebulous thing, it's your own decision on what enough is, but if you have tools to fix dents and it's been a long time since you turned down a dent because you couldn't fix it and you have a choice of limited funds, right? At, at this point in your business, you have the fantastic opportunity that if you spend 500 bucks on tools, you can also still advertise and mm-hmm. also still join the 20 group and also do all that stuff. Same, same here. That's fantastic. A lot of times when starting your business, a lot of people don't get that choice. They can either buy tools or spend money. You have to choose like, oh, I can either spend these $500,000 on these tools that might make my life a little easier, or I can start using a CRM or I can join a mastermind group or I can hire somebody to do my social media and stuff like that. And I feel like almost everybody always chooses the tools first. When at some that. point you need to, you need to start looking at the other things instead of the tools for the time being, hopefully you get to a point where you can buy every tool that's ever come out. If you love <laughs> that stuff, I don't personally, right. I'm not like a tool person where I get one. I'm like, Oh my God, he has a new tool. I look at <laughs> tools cool. and like, so, so anyways, that's my, that's my, my, the specificness of what I'm talking about is I'm not saying don't buy tools. I'm not saying I have plenty of tools that make my life way easier. I went to MTE and spent a bunch more money on tools and I won a bunch, which was awesome, there you go. Yeah, <laughs> which nice. is great. Congratulations but, on that, by the way. Yeah, that was really cool. And so, and, and so I'm not anti tool, but when you have to make a choice, I think that a lot of people choose tools over, which I say their greatest tool, which is, which is using their brain. That I, I fully agree with that statement. Like that makes more sense when you put it like that. Mm-hmm. And I had the luxury working with Dent Wizards. Like I would buy, I already had their tools. So I was buying tools, you know, whenever I wanted to or whatever, because I still had their tools. I was kind of loading up my whole tool set sure, before sure. I left basically. So, nice. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. And that's continued to this day. Oh yeah. Still going. <laughs> <laughs> so outside of like actually physical business um, opportunities or business uh insight out of a 20 group what or a mastermind group what else is there yes you can learn social media you learned about crm and insurance those are all like tactical business things that you learn inside the group but outside of that is do you have another opinion on what you get out of the group besides like do this for business oh just a camaraderie i mean we got that group message and it's like just non-stop and sometimes it's somebody we're helping each other out or sometimes we're cutting up just having a blast like I wouldn't know you right now if it wasn't for the 20 group. I wouldn't know a lot of people that I'm really tight friends with. Some, I mean, you guys, I consider family now. You know what yeah. I mean? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And that's, that's the cool part about it. It's it, entrepreneurship, especially entrepreneurship in this industry is very lonely mm-hmm. to, to be fair. Right. I mean, we are out oh, there by point. yourself. Most people don't really want to go over and talk to their competition. I see that changing a little bit. Um, and so it's really weird. Like, you know, your wife can only hear so much about how many dents you fixed before they're like, cool. Dude. Like, yeah, you pushed another dent out. Awesome. Um, and so like having those connections within the industry 
of people who can talk about this stuff and enjoy this and and it's life and it's life and business really it's yeah, both. definitely it's both and it makes and it makes you feel better about yourself because you might have a problem and somebody in that group that's been doing this a lot longer than you is having the same problem so it mm-hmm. makes you feel a little bit better it's okay it's not not, it's not just, just me <laughs> yeah. that is a that is a thing a lot of people think though like they have they run into this problem they're like i'm scared to go walk into dealerships and sell right and that's a problem that a lot of people have maybe you don't have that but a lot of people have that problem and then you talk to 10 other people they're like yeah that scared the shit out of me for years oh, i was terrible at it until yeah. i just had to do it you know it's yeah. your family so you yeah. gotta learn how to do it yeah then you had to figure it out but a lot of people don't you know they're like scared to do it and you look around like oh shoot every, everybody's scared to do this everybody has struggled with this everybody started with no dents to fix everybody cracked paint on a car everybody had told the customer they could fix a dent and then couldn't fix a dent, had to walk away with the tail between their legs and not charge for it. Everybody's done that. Oh, yeah. And it, it, and it's cool to see, especially people you look up to and know, Gene Fetty or whoever else that person is for you in the industry, that they all did that too. Right. And it's cool to see that and be like, okay, like we're all normal people trying to make the best of this <laughs> thing, you know? Um, and that's the cool part about it. So, so it, it turned into an ad for, for mastermind group, but it really did <laughs> call Andy, call me. If you want to talk about it, I'm sure we're both willing to, to talk about if you're interested in joining something like that, we have Andy and I are in the one for, um, businesses that have been business for a long time that are, 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 have, they have hiring problems that are, what's that? Like established businesses, yeah, established businesses, veterans, et cetera, things like that. But if you want to, if you don't have that and you're newer, we also have an option for that too. Gene Fetty and I have an option for that because there's just different problems, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, different problems for people that are in veteran experience that people that are just starting out experience. And so we we try to group people together that have similar problems. Um, so, so that basically that just goes into like starting a business uh, finding ways to help you execute on your business ideas by surrounding yourself with people, reaching out to people, maybe even hiring those people or learning from them and moving forward. Um, that's what you've done in your business. And the growth has been fantastic. Are you, are you happy to share maybe not numbers, but like maybe growth percentages or something where you started several years ago and kind of where you are today, where you actually have employees now, which is, that was quick, right? few years yeah, it was it was way faster than i expected to be. yeah <laughs> because you kept doing these things to push your business forward though right i mean you didn't right you didn't. so how so you started out you 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 basically had to go sell at dealers was that easy was it what did you find success really quick or was it a struggle to kind of bring in work i guess you had the hail damage you said right yeah the hail really the helped me out so yeah, yeah it made it a lot easier on me to like, yeah kinda, for sure so and it was a struggle. Like I did go in some wholesale and I got to where I was going in the rock lots just to get my practice more or less. Like, Hey, I, I can win or lose this thing. I don't really care. Like I'm getting my mm-hmm. practice here because it's a small rock lot to work up my way to the, you know, the factory dealers and stuff. And yeah. I, That's usually, I, I tell a lot of people like PDR launchpad group, people just starting out, go to rock lots, dude. There's oh, yeah. opportunity there. Maybe not long-term 10 year opportunity, but there's opportunity to learn and make some money while you learn. Yeah definitely and you get comfortable like selling yourself to, you know selling your business to them and stuff so that helped out a lot that's the best sales scenario i could think of because you're selling before the dent during the dent and after the dent because those guys will negotiate with you <laughs> the entire time that you're until you get pry the dollars from their cold dead hands <laughs> literally like, like, five it's, bucks. like it's like they really five bucks 
Come on. Yeah. <laughs> but they will, you negotiate before the dance. You'll learn this. A lot of times you'll go in and say, I'll do it for this. And then you'll realize that you have to negotiate before the dent and be like, mm-hmm. okay, how much are, how much am I going to get for this beforehand? And then during, they're going to come out and try to try to get you down on the price. And then afterwards, they're going to pick out the things that are wrong and be like, I only want to give you this much. So you, you actually like the, the sales training on that is all is constant, which is great oh, yeah. because you're, you're learning so fast. And you can take it two ways. It could either beat you up until you're, you're not wanting to do it, or you just take it in stride and just keep going. And that's kind of what I did. So yeah, this is the position. I, I did have, yeah. I had days where it beat me up. I'm like, I'm, I'm, am I really cut out for this? But yeah. put your head down. That's a question we've all asked ourselves too, though. Oh yeah, and you know that <laughs> after after hearing that from a bunch of other people, what right. have I done? I need to go back to the factory. <laughs> yeah, <I was laughs> right? great at that. Yeah, come on, man. <laughs> I just did my thing every day, and it was great. I kept moving up. Um, so, uh, anything else you want to share before I ask a final question on you know advice for people starting a business? Um, trying to make decisions on having people help them anything that we didn't cover along those lines. Uh, I don't guess so. You good. Unless, yeah. Let's like, I mean, are, are we just talking about that part? Are we moving on to something? <laughs> like, I can talk about the, uh, the shows that we got coming up. Do it. Okay. Yeah. So me and, me and Brandon Schmitz will be starting a show on PDR interviews on Wednesday afternoon. Nice. Coming, we're hoping next Wednesday it is a, we're both ginger, so it's the Ginger Bros Dent Show. Oh my god, that is too good. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be awesome. Ginger Bros so, Dent Show. Yeah, and we're gonna uh, we're gonna be doing interviews a little. It's gonna be PDR, obviously, but we're gonna get a little off to you know subject and kind of talk about what makes that person you know just behind the scenes on. So you get to know people better on the show and stuff. Like, I feel like our our industry could use that. Like, just seeing people in their niche or whatever they're doing outside of PDR will help out a lot too with the camaraderie as a whole for the PDR industry. That's awesome, dude. That's really cool. And I know PDR interview has been around for a long time. They have other people. It's Randy Hobson. Is that right? Yes, sir. That runs it. And then they have other people kind of help. I don't know. I don't know what they're calling it. Hosting shows, I guess would be the yeah, other so people. You got Ian, Ian Cordell's doing one. Yeah. Jesse Hall was, I'm not sure if he still is. I've seen him a while back doing them. So yeah, but they're just little small shows on there or whatever. So we're going to, yeah. we're going to take our stab at it and see what happens. So the, the uniqueness of, of yours is going to be that it's not always going to be PDR techs. It's going to be small businesses. We might do that. Yeah. I mean, it's still going to be PDR techs, but we're going to okay. get kind of behind the scenes with the PDR techs a little more like just figuring out like what they like to do in their spare time and all, you know, just kind of get behind the scenes with them. Yeah. That's awesome, dude. That's really cool. I, I, I knew so. you, I knew you mentioned that to me, but I didn't know it was actually starting next Wednesday. Um, and so We're actually, so. Hey, don't say next well. Wednesday. I can't do this recording mindset. What is the date? Because okay. <laughs> I don't know exactly when this is coming out yet. So tomorrow. Okay. So it'll be September twenty second. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So I Hopefully. think this podcast still, will come out before that. Yeah, we're still in the works. We're hoping to get it out by then, but it's Very still. Cool. So awesome. yeah, we're we're pretty excited about it. Well, you heard you heard it here. So PDR interview show with the Ginger Bros, Ginger Den Bros, <laughs> Ginger Bros Dent Show, Ginger Bros Dent Show. I love it, dude. And you're you're fun. Let's get it. That'll be fun for sure. Oh, yeah. I don't know Brandon. I've seen him around on social media and stuff, and and I know you. That's that sounds like a fun time for sure. Brandon's a great guy. He uh 
you know, we did that flood relief for Waverly, and he got, he, you know, he's in Mobile, Alabama, and actually got a bunch of donations and brought him up stuff. He's just a That's awesome. super good guy. I love that guy. So and he was the one making the American flags, right? Or is making oh, yeah. the American flags? Yeah. yeah, I got one. It's it's badass. Yeah, they look it. pretty cool, dude. <laughs> they look pretty cool. The Spartan helmet is, is it looks pretty badass, too. Oh, yeah. You know, thank you. Yeah, I got the Punisher. Yeah, that's pretty sweet. I like yeah, that. I love it. That is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> So what is your, the, the final question I always ask people, because I think about this a lot. Um, you've been around the PR industry for a long time, off and on, we can say. But um, where do you see the indus- this industry as a whole going? Growing, dying, cars changing? What's your thought on that? I see getting stronger as a whole. I see people are really stepping their game on training. So we're getting better technicians out of training. Uh, I mean, social media and stuff is helping people to come together to grow the business as a whole. You got people like Paul Corden stepping up on prices and stuff, you know, helping everybody step up on prices. So I feel like PDR is definitely headed in the right direction. I mean, even look at the damage people are fixing now. Like back in 05, I think some of that damage, I'd be like, hell no. Like it'll never happen. True. So true. As, as a whole, I just think we're, we're in the right direction. Yeah. Well, you think, you think the industry, the amount of people using PDR will grow? I believe so. And I'm hoping it's, like I said, with the training, I'm hoping it's a higher quality PDR tech than we've seen in the past, you know, like people just buying some eBay tools and stuff. Like we're getting better training, so hopefully better technicians and bring them on. The more the merrier. I don't think there's enough work for everybody as long as, and, you know, work with each other as a whole to, you know, make it better in your markets or whatever you got to do. Yep. Totally. And I love that this industry can, I mean, and a lot of industries are like this, but I think it's really awesome to hear a story of someone who is literally working a dead end job in a metal factory plant that can come out and build a very successful PDR business. And I'm sure it's changed your life in a lot of, in a lot of ways, financially, mentally, things like that, which is, it's, it's really cool that you, that we, that this industry can provide that, you know? And I'm awesome. humbled for it. Like yeah. I think working in factories is where I got my humble from like putting my head down and grinding. So yeah, I'm, I'm very thankful for where I'm at. I say I'm blessed. Like I, yeah. I couldn't imagine a million years being where I'm at right now. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, congrats to you, man. It's fun to see you. It's fun to see you continue uh, having that success. And I hope you continue to do it even more. I don't know exactly what you want. I don't want to say like, I hope you build a massive business. I don't know if you want that, but um, I hope you continue to find the success that you want to have. And it'll be fun to watch. I appreciate it, brother. Yeah, for sure. Thanks for coming on, dude. Yes, sir. Thank you. Thank you for listening to another episode of the PDR Coach Podcast. If you got any value from this podcast and want to do something for me, then the best way to do that is to subscribe to the podcast and give me a rating and review. If you want to know more about me, then you can find me on Instagram by searching for the PDR Coach or find me on my website at coachcoreyk.com, C-O-R-Y-K.com. Thank you for listening, and I'll be back next week.